This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. What happens is, as they're going through the boxes, the lawyer who is doing it for, because these were confidential family materials, opens a box and there is a plain manila envelope that says it's stamped VP Personal. And what they find, a number of records that are unclassified, but fall under the Presidential Records Act. And then they find 10 documents that are classified. And what my source says is they include intelligence memos, national security memos, background briefing memos that cover areas from Iran, Ukraine, and the UK. Huh, that's all. (laughs) Classified documents in uh, uh, Joe Biden's think tank, which makes me giggle like I'm 12 years old every time I hear the words Biden and think tank together. Uh, That's all. Here's some documents from Iran and Ukraine. I think best part of yesterday was watching watching the national news outlets uh, like gymnasts bend over backwards. But see, this is nothing like the Trump documents. It's nothing like it, including Fox's Carl Rove yesterday. You say, now here's, as a matter of fact, I kid you not, I keep a whiteboard here in the studio because I'm incredibly forgetful and I have to write notes. And uh, Carl Rove holding up holding up the whiteboard yesterday. But see, here's here's the difference. Uh, yeah, that's all I heard yesterday, and particularly about the number of the documents. But does it like if it's really sensitive? Does it matter if it's one or if it's fifteen? I, I mean, what's the number? And, and and the law doesn't say, hey guys, if you mess up and you only have ten, it's all good. You get a mulligan. It's all, it was only ten. Come on, man. This guy, and again, they go to the what about is, and then on on both sides. But Iran and Ukraine. Here's the other thing that really uh, that, that I, I think is interesting. I was watching to make sure I was correct on this. I seem to recall Joe Biden, besides the big unity thing he spewed on the tragic events of January the 20th of 2021. I seem to really recall him talking about transparency. I went and watched a clip from one of the uh, uh, primary debates, one of the Democrat primary debates, 2020. And it was him and Elizabeth Warren. And they happened to be talking about Me Too and other things. But he was relating transparency transparency especially considering what happened with trump over the summer the classified documents if somebody found classified documents at your think tank from when you were vice president if you're honest if you're honest and you mean what you say when you say i want to be transparent wouldn't you immediately come out to the american people and say hey just so you know uh there were some classified documents found in my (laughs) think tank (laughs) Uh, just so you know. But again, uh, the, the difference, another one of the differences is, well, but that was right before the election. Right before the election. And then the other difference I'm hearing is, well, he cooperated right away. Now, let, let, let's talk about the differences. I mean, the DOJ has been doing his bidding for how long? So, yeah, if I'm the sitting president, oh, here are some documents. Oopsie. And, and then they're like, but Trump didn't cooperate. Yeah, the, the DOJ has been after him for how many years? You know, I, I just I, I don't see that to be. A, I'm not surprised that they, they were in two different, very different positions and made different choices in that situation. We don't think that Biden is a liar and a thief, so we give him the benefit of the doubt. That's <laughs> Yeah, so we give them the better because we don't think that about, oh, it's no big deal. The biggest difference uh, is Biden has a D behind his name. I really do believe that. Uh, That's the biggest difference. For duh. (laughs)
Uh, that's the biggest difference here, which is why I'm excited. Congressman Jason Smith. Now, he reps southeast Missouri. Uh, he's going to be joining us. Apparently, when you're chairman of the Ways and Means Committee in the House, uh, often you get the nickname, you're that state's third senator. It's it's as big as they get. I really think it is. And he does represent part of our listening area, yeah. uh, Phelps County in the southern part. And the district has obviously changed. But uh, it's it's very high up. And he is someone who... He was in line also, Brandon, to become House Budget Committee Chair. But he really wanted ways and means, so that is going to be huge. It'll be huge for the uh, for the state of Missouri. Spencer Toter, um, I don't know if you guys have seen his tweets, but boy, he is basically saying that Smith has done nothing for his district. But you have to remember, Southeast Missouri... This Spencer Toter, by the way, ran against him. Uh, Spencer Toter ran for the U.S. Ran Senate, the US Senate. In, in, the, in the Democratic primary and got beat. But that, Pretty badly. Uh, yes. In that, but that district exemplifies what has happened to the Democrats. In 1980, every seat but one in the Missouri House of Representatives was a Democrat in that district. One, In fact, all the state Senate seats were, were Democrat. Now every single one is Republican. So that district, and by the way, it's one of the largest in the state. I think he has 30 counties. It exemplifies the problem that Democrats have in rural Missouri. Trump won that district by 56 points. 56. By 56. Not he, he had 56% of the vote. It or was, he won, he it, won uh, it by 56 in 2016. <laughs> and, it, and he had a, it wasn't quite that big in 20, but it was still, it's a huge, overwhelming majority. And it, again, the, the, the Democrats have just, in a lot of those districts, they don't put up candidates. So that is um, the Republicans basically um, have, have taken over down there, and hence a huge, huge perch for uh, Jason Smith. He's here, 810. I don't know if I'm more excited to chat with him. Uh, I like chatting with him. He's much like Steph and producer Hannah. He's a Missoula alum. Uh, I don't know if I'm more excited to chat with him or the Missouri Department of Conservation at 735. So I heard an animal had been spotted. Somebody, an animal. I'm like, oh, another bear has been spotted around Ashland or something like that. And uh, so uh, I go and I'm like, oh, that's not a bear. Uh, I had not seen this around here, apparently on very, very rare occasions. So I reach out to Adam Deerhoff, Missouri mm-hmm. Department of Conservation, and I'm like, hey, first thing I did, is this true? Because somebody sent, say, hey, I heard and saw on Facebook. Do you not? I said, let me check. Immediately sent it to Deerhoff. Trust, but. Trust, but verify. He said, yeah. He says, matter of fact, Brandon, I'm on the scene now. Can you and Marsh bug me tomorrow? Because I'm kind of busy. <laughs> well. That's, uh, that video uh, by is scary. Sturgeon. Yeah, it, it by is. Sturgeon. And I'm glad we're going to have him on. That video is scary. And again, the YouTube uh, person that posted it, that's a large mountain lion, by the way. Yeah, now, it's the a question, mountain lion that was spotted. Yeah, apparently. and, it's, and it's, it is big. It's on a trail. Um, you know, there is at the Runge Nature Center in Jefferson City. And Brandon, I'm John, I'm sure you've seen it. When you walk in, there is a huge, I don't know how to call it. I mean, basically, it's a mountain lion that was hit by a car. They've got it right there. And that mountain lion is big, and it's in the, it's obviously dead now, but they they point out it was found on Highway 54 in Callaway County. It's been a, several years ago. So they've been in this area. They uh, had they, one on a game camera in 2015 in Colcat. That's correct, exactly. So it's, but I'm glad we're going to have them on. John, don't you hunt these things? 
I'm not a mountain lion hunter. My next door neighbor is, though. He goes out, gone out to Colorado and taken several. But didn't, as I recall, was it about a year ago? You and I were hanging out somewhere, and you and we were joking about New New Year's resolutions, and we're like, "Ah, we don't do them." But you did say, "Like, I, there's one big thing I would like to do this year." What was your New Year's resolution over a year ago? My unfulfilled one was the one to uh, put in for the Missouri uh, Missouri tag for the bear hunt. Ah. But I didn't get I didn't get drawn. Didn't get drawn. No, um, somebody else got my bear. So, <clears throat> so he's here, Adam Deerhoff, seven thirty-five Mountain Line here in uh, in Mid Missouri. You know, and people might not like this, but I really believe I think we could benefit in some parts of town. Um, you know, no matter where you are, Let's say in Jeff City, there's a couple of places I can think of. Uh, Columbia, 63 and 70, uh, how nasty they can be at times and dirty. And I get frustrated personally, I really do, because, listen, I know there's a lot of things you can say about where we live. I love living here in mid-Missouri, and I get frustrated, especially at 63 and 70, and how dumpy it is. Thank goodness, MoDOT, they're going to be making some changes to the highways. Ideally, in that area, it will include not necessarily beautification, but it's just going to look better. Uh, there's trash and the element that hangs around it. And that's people's entryway into where we live. Uh, I wish Joe Biden would come to mid-Missouri. You do? Yeah, and here's why. You're going to take him up to Sturgeon, drop him off in the middle of the night? No. Because, like, when he went to San Antonio and the border, man, they cleaned those places up before he got there. So why don't we tell the president, hey, why don't you come to 63 and 70? I bet somebody finally in leadership will make some changes there and clean that mess up. It's like when you're having a dinner party at your house and it like it, 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 everyone is running around scrambling, <laughs> trying to get ready. All right. 874-9390. 874-9390. Some of the other things we're going to be covering um, this morning. Some changes to Route 54 Jefferson City. There's a hearing on that. There's a hearing on trash cans on another mid-Missouri town. Right now, let's chat with uh, Kevin. Kevin, welcome to the show. What can, uh, what's on your mind today? Well, I uh, got a disturbing email from the city of Columbia wanting me to take a survey. I, I have one house that I used to live in that I now rent. And uh, they're wanting to know what the homeowners or, or landlord is willing to do to make their houses more energy efficient. Now, um, it sounded like if you didn't do what they said that you're supposed to do, that they're not going to give you a license to rent out your property. Um, it's bad enough that the county has made it so we don't own anything, really. We actually are leasing it from them for, for the property tax uh, every year, but this seemed pretty ominous, and I said, let the market decide, you know, if the bills are too expensive, you won't get the right renters, so um, it's pretty scary. It sounds like they're about to, you know, flip uh, that property rights uh, into their favor. So, I want to make sure I understand what you're saying. So you're saying the city of Columbia has sent you a survey saying, hey, will you fill out this survey and just tell us what is it that you are willing to do to make your rental property uh, more energy efficient? And you're getting the understanding that if you don't do that, they may not renew your license to rent. Is that what I hear you saying? Yeah, 
Absolutely. That's what it sounded like okay. um, with their questioning. I mean, you might want to look into that. Oh, well. Um, but it, it looked pretty ominous. I was like, holy crap. You know, they already have a tankless hot water heater and a, and a 95% efficient furnace. I mean, what more can a person do? Um, I've got double pane windows and uh, you can't, like, retrofit um, roof uh, um insulation if you already have set walls you know you just can't do it right. so and i told him well i'd be willing to do weather stripping <laughs> it's all i'm willing to do um because i've already done the other stuff but all right and if you're not it, willing to get rid of your uh your gas stuff what about your gas stove? Because Joe wants well, to take that away from you. <laughs> hey, we will well, look at get, get rid of the tankless hot water heater and the, the high efficiency furnace. That's for sure. Kevin, uh, we will look at. Thank you for the heads up, and I hope you rest easy. We appreciate you being a part of Wake Up Mid Missouri on 93.9 The Eagle and 104.5 News Radio 950 KWOS. I am Brandon Rather. Glad to have Steph back. Producer Hannah Bryan. Uh, Howsworth, John Marsh is here. Cut up five minutes from now. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Why shouldn't we know what happened in Afghanistan those last two months? Thirteen Gold Star families have a right to know. But more importantly, this nation has a right to know so it never happens again. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. And by the way, one of those Gold Star families right here where we live. That is getting us into today's daily D.C. rundown with its rightful owner. Thank goodness. Stephanie Bell. All right. I am back. I'm glad to be back. And I'm glad that we're finally playing some offense. I'm feeling enthused this morning. It's been such bad news, but apparently we have created, I guess I said committees. I think one is a committee and one is a panel. Um, And I think we've heard from McCarthy that there are more to come. Um, But we have created uh, a committee to investigate strategic competition between the U.S. and China. And I think, you know, we heard here a lot on our show from uh, folks like Vicki Hartzler talking about, you know, it, this is a real thing. It's a threat and we need to, we need to take it more seriously. So I'm glad uh, to see that. And then also uh, we, uh, the G- House GOP approved a resolution to create a panel to look into the weaponization of the federal government. Um, and I think with the papers being released yesterday and, you know, how the federal government's been used to go against Trump, I think is uh, right on the money. And I'm glad to see, uh, at least we're looking into it. I, I and usually, I will say, usually I'm the person who's like, let's not study it. Let's not have another committee. Um, but in these instances, I do think just getting more information, I think, is what we need to do first. And to the point about relationships, like with social media companies and how social media companies handle what comes out of the White House and all that, I will say already, uh, Mr. Bailey, Missouri's new attorney general, sending me a press release the other day uh, and highlighting if in Twitter files, hey, here. Here's where some of these things are happening as it relates to the Fed. So, yeah, weaponization of the Department of Justice. I'm glad they're doing that. We also got word that the Pentagon is formally dropping its COVID-19 vaccine mandate. We kind of knew that was coming, um, but I saw a lot of kudos yesterday saying, come on, it was it was time. We're glad it's done. And, and, but then, you know, what happens to all the people who did were forced to leave the military or were fired? Um, I, I don't know. I don't know that that has been resolved. That government pandemic that started in 2000 is just uh, one of the worst things, at least and I'm only 52. One of the worst things I have seen in my uh, during my years of political acumen, especially when they made. And I wish this were a bigger story. I don't see the national news outlets jumping on it. Maybe it's not a big story. But when they were forcing people who fight to keep us free, when they were taking away their freedom on something that they weren't quite sure about as it relates to the vaccines, they took it away from them. That's wrong. 
It is wrong. So there was bipartisan support for the creation of this committee on China yesterday. Uh, there won't be bipartisan support about the debt limit. Uh, the federal government is set to max out the 31.4 trillion dollar borrowing authority. Maybe as soon as this month. Uh, and of course, McCarthy had to make a bunch of concessions to become the speaker. Are you checking your debt limit? You're going to help the government out a bit. So I'm trying to make this real. Like if you have a credit card, your debt limit, like you say, OK, say you have a, a $10,000 limit on your credit card and you're lit, peaked out. You call the credit card company. Well, can you raise it to 15000 OK, you don't have more money. You just have more room to well, we will be at the risk of defaulting unless uh, both Congress and the president can agree basically to lift the uh, government's debt limit. So, I mean, they're going to have to do something. But uh, the Republican Congress is saying, you know what? We're tired of all these blank checks, Biden. And I hope they hold to that. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Um, across the country as, uh, as time moves on along with this last. So uh, I'm a little nervous uh, about how uh, things are going to be handled. Oh, man. I get nervous when I hear officials and it comes to airline safety saying they get a little nervous. This freaks me out a, a little bit uh, about how uh, things are going to be handled. He says, I'm a little nervous. That makes me a little nervous. That is Captain Michael Santoro, Southwest Airlines Pilot Association. Uh, this big deal unraveling nationwide right now. The Wall Street Journal headline reads, FAA grounds all domestic U.S. flights over system outage. So they have this uh, program that's called the Notice to Air Mission System. And we got word about an hour ago that there was an outage and people were getting a lot of delay notices and other things. Um, and just within the last several minutes, we got this new headline that the FAA is now saying, no, all flights are grounded at least until 9 a.m. That is going to create a domino effect after we've had some pretty bad weeks on the in the airline industry think about how bad it was for all those southwest passengers a couple of weeks ago this is affecting every single airline this is the faa now i'm assuming if you plan plans to fly out of columbia regional airport this morning uh well if you're on the 620 to chicago you know that's already been delayed as it is as they have it right now i'm assuming this is changing on their website columbia regional airport uh, the 7 and the 2.30 into Dallas, they uh, scheduled, um, I'm, I'm assuming right now that is going to be uh, changed. By the way, Southwest Airlines, the Apple AirTags that you Oh, eat, yeah. Um, for folks that don't know what it is, break this down for us, Steph. It's a tracking device. Um, you can They're actually getting relatively inexpensive. I think you can get like a pack of four for like 100 bucks that you can get them in like a little keychain, and you can, you know, put them on your pet or your little kid or in your luggage. No, you're not supposed to use them to track people, but... Um, but... but, but, but <laughs> that's a big old butt there, Steph. But if you have... And so, you know, you can trust the airline to tell you where your bag is, or you can tag it. And, and literally, I have I have them, and so I can... I can go to my little iPhone and say, where's that suitcase? And it'll show me the exact location. Yeah. Now, yeah. Steph, one of the stories I covered in What's Hot with Hannah while you were gone was a lady was at, I believe it was one of the Florida airports, and they had a whole room essentially full of just lost luggage from the whole Southwest debacle. And as she was looking for her suitcase, she was bored. She had time to kill. So she was going through and texting people that had written their phone numbers oh, on their yes. luggage tag. She's like, hey, I have your suitcase here. It's at this airport, just so you know if you're looking for it. That's so kind. She helped like 50 people find their bags. The other thing that was really cool is people posting on social media saying, well, the airline says my luggage is in Atlanta or now it's in St. Louis. And they're getting on and tracking with their air tag saying, 
you're lying to me right. because it's not in Atlanta, it's not in St. Louis. It's been fascinating. The other thing that was fascinating was the, the, the number of people that were showing, like, man, my bags went from San Francisco to Denver, then back up to Seattle, and then down to... T- I mean, it's insane. I've only had one lost bag ever, and we were leaving Bozeman, Montana, and the airport was a disaster. We were coming back to Columbia, and my bag... It took about four days, and they tell they told me this. You know, this is the old Columbia Airport, and I'm on the phone with them, and they said, "Well, just go to the baggage office." And I was like, <laughs> "Ma'am, have you? Our airport is like one room, uh, like a double wide." You know. Anyway, the bag four or five days later ended up in Washington D.C. So it went from Bozeman, and I don't think it ever came to Columbia to Washington D.C. And they called, and they're like, "Ma'am, is this a car seat?" With five pairs of snow boots? And I said, yes, it is. But, you know, if you have a bag that just looks like a regular bag, without an air tag these days, I don't really know, you know, necessarily how you get all your stuff back. Now, I have a question. Will the air tag, will that pair with my seven-year-old Samsung XS8 <laughs> droid platform? Find a friend who has an iPhone and ask them to help you. You know he's going to ask you stuff, right? Oh. I have some. I'd be happy to lend you one. I'm proud of my seven-year-old Galaxy Samsung S8. You know, as, as much as I love to talk smack on your phone... I am kind of impressed that it's still kicking. How many How many times have you had to replace your iPhone in the past? Had to or chosen to? Had to. Had to only once. Okay. Chosen to more than that. Why did you choose to? Because, like, our two-year lease or two-year contract was up, and I wanted something new and shiny. Seven right. years. <laughs> I, I'm getting more and more like my dad every day. You know, my dad only two years ago finally got rid of his flip phone. <laughs> the only, the only collector's of, items. Oh, yeah. The only thing about your phone, Brandon, is it's hard to hear you when you're talking on the phone. If I ever have to actually call you, it's hard to hear you. Well, it's getting, and I, it, it may be the phone. There's a lot of things happening with it. But I want to see I want to see how long I can hold on to it. Stephanie Bell, back in the fold. I'm glad you're back, bud. I'm glad, too, and I'm glad I, my flight was yesterday and not this morning. Yeah, boy, no that's good. Boy. Mm, that's going to be crazy. There's Mr. Brian Houseworth. Yeah, COU has not, uh, their website does not indicate any delays right now. But again, they uh, at least not yet. We'll see, we'll see what happens. FAA was already reporting like 12 to 1,800 flights delayed yeah. or canceled. More nation, nation, and this nationwide. is all airlines. Yes. This <laughs> is nationwide. This is not going to be fun. Can you imagine somebody that's waiting right now at Terminal Southwest Terminal in St. Louis. He doesn't know this is an FAA thing. And they're on side. Well, I thought I'd give Southwest another chance. (laughs) Uh, Producer Hannah is here. Hello. Mr. John Marsh. What's happening with, uh, I know there was a hearing last night regarding uh, the future of 54. Uh, Any big takeaways in your mind? No, the the MoDOT showed off three different options. Basically, for how they want to handle the ramps coming from the approach they approach, they call it westbound to everybody else's mindset. It's kind of southbound into Jefferson City from the north from Callaway County. And one would remove the current ramp and another one would relocate it to westbound 54 and all. Without looking at the map, it's a little confusing. But that's the deal with the traffic. There's also talk about uh, adding additional lanes on the approaches to the Missouri River Bridge from uh, from across the river in Jefferson City. So following the governor's prayer breakfast the other day, when I come, because I heard, okay, they're going to add another lane. I'm like, 
how are you just going to add another lane if I'm heading out of Jefferson City? I'm like, so are you just going to make the current lanes skinnier? And that's what's, yeah, that, that's the plan. <laughs> you know, they're restriping, and it's like, yeah, okay, we're going to be rubbing his racing like they say in NASCAR, right? If you are, uh, I was chatting with a guy, he's from Springfield. As a matter of fact, Springfield News Leader newspaper did a really cool story. This guy decided he was going to hike every state park in Missouri. Mm-hmm. Now, right now, he's up to 30. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was a local park he picked as one of his favorite in the entire state of Missouri. Anyhow, so he moved from Springfield to Jefferson City. And he was talking. I said, well, how's it going for you in Jeff City? And he was talking about navigating, especially, let's say you are coming from, let's say, you know, you're coming from Ashland or even coming from mm-hmm. Fulton. And you're going into Jeff City across the bridge there and trying to, he's like, man, it freaks me out. And I said, dude. All of us have probably been through that. If you're not from here, that can be, it really is, it's a challenge trying to navigate that stuff when you get off the bridge into Jefferson City. It yes. really is, and I am speaking from experience. On well, foot or in a car. Well, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's just it, and it, go, it all goes back to the tri-level. I mean, that, and you've got, and I do not understand this, and the next time we talk to Patrick McKenna, for years, it's probably been a decade, there has been part of that tri-level that hasn't worked, it's you know, shut down. I've never understood that. There's a big semi truck crash that structurally a big fire yes. and it's structurally damaged that stretch of the, the tri level yeah. interchange. And like you said, Brian, that that loop is permanently closed. It, it is and that was a, that fatality was horrible. But there have also been motorcycles who have crashed mm-hmm. through there. Uh, I saw one personally that uh, motorcyclist that died. It is not it's not only confusing, but it's it can be dangerous through there. Uh, welcome to the show. I am Brandon Rathard. Everybody back in the fold. If there is something we can do for you, 874-9390, 874-9390. We do have an update to a story we have brought you earlier this week. This was Passion's uh, Adult Boutique, as it's being called, robbed. Yes. And we have the, the audio from the video, and this guy, he fired, you'll hear him firing a shot in the place, put the money in the bag. You'll hear the employees being very, uh, the very, yep. Whatever you say. One of the things you won't hear is apparently this this alleged robber apologizing. Right. Uh, the other thing that you will hear in this, he's like, go home. This is not even your money. I'm not playing, man. Open the register. Now. Okay. Okay. Open the register. Don't put out the money in the bag. Now. Now. All right. One of these five bags? Yes. Okay. It's not your money. Just go home, okay? It's not your money. Just go home. Nobody was hurt. Fired a shot to the uh, to the ceiling. We have an update to that story this morning. By the way, I'm so glad those girls were okay. Oh, they were very frightened yeah. in that video, too. Um, this, uh, yes, the update here, very quickly, Brandon, is that a 27-year-old suspect has been arrested he was just released on parole. I've been looking into his criminal background this morning. His name is Jawan Lonnie Avant. I don't have an exact date when he got out of prison. Ballpark about a year ago. He was captured through tips from the community. Obviously, the uh, the company they're sending that to KMIZ, people probably recognized his voice. But CPD publicly said they thank a business called Gravity for supplying video footage that helped them during their investigation. So video played a huge role in this arrest. 
publicly. The police have acknowledged it. They are thanking Gravity for giving them that video. And you see what the owner of Passion said the other day? He's yes. like, oh, I was in favor of this whole fuchsia thing, yes. which reminds me, uh, City Councilwoman Pat Fowler, who, uh, what an ignorant human being, in my opinion, and the way she treated Jeff Jones and the way she basically handles herself. She's running for yes. re-election. She was against that fuchsia, and here you've got this guy saying, man, kind of would have helped us. Coming up just a few minutes from now, I was actually, I wasn't watching, I haven't watched award shows since I was like 13 years old, but I was paying attention. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. For us to um, leave to the bureaucrats. I love that. That's why we talk about we're all, I think, big fans of getting involved. Whether it's going to a city council meeting or at least watching them online, important stuff. What is this young lady talking about here? The bureaucrats, it's important we're here and see it. And is this window dressing? Are they actually doing something? The important issue she is talking about. <sighs> Trash collection in one of our mid-Missouri cities, Columbia, still. They had a big hearing last night, too. What are your ideas? Years and years and years. They've been working on this. It is still going on. Good morning. Welcome into the show. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Coming up 710. Biden's reaction. Have you heard Biden's reaction yet uh, to learning when somebody says, Joe, you know, you got some classified docs from your time as VP. They're in your think tank. His reaction, we'll do that coming up at 710. Uh, nobody has been able to explain from the same guy who argued, by the way, during the primary, during the Democrat primary, he talked about transparency, transparency, transparency. And I'm wondering, why were you, tra after all the big thing with the previous dude and the documents at Mar-a-Lago and the big story that was and the way that they were obtained, and you're talking about being open, then whenever documents were found at your place, by the way, a week before the election, a week before the midterms, why weren't you transparent about that? Especially if there's nothing in them. Why don't you come out and say, hey, Americans, just so you know, they found classified documents at my place. I just want you to know that. Incidentally, before we move forward, I'm watching these clips from, from those debates, 2020. No kidding. Biden was on fire then for those causes in the party. Sure. But he was present. Yeah. And it's amazing to, to see, because you can say it all the time, Bo, Joey is losing it. We know he'd been losing it for a while, but you go back even two years ago. Whew, stunning change. Uh, lights are on. Nobody's home. Unlike Hamlin from the Bills, doctors saying, yeah, lights are on. Lights are home. He's home now. He's doing okay. And we are incredibly grateful for that. You ever watch the award shows? I don't think anybody watch. I quit watching when I was a kid. Um, Sometimes. I like the fashion. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Uh, I imagine people like at Fox News, as Hannah and I were talking about this yesterday, like Fox News, as much as they diss the award shows, number one, who cares? The ratings, nobody watches them anymore. But everybody from Fox News, they watch them because they want to see what's the woke stuff that we can complain about. Are we going to complain about candy wrapping and stuff like that on our show tomorrow? Who's going to say something that we can say, look at the wokeness in Hollywood. Let's so, see who the next guy, Will Smith, is going to Exactly, exactly. Uh, so I, but the one, there was one thing this year that I was kind of interested in. I wanted to see uh, how Yellowstone did. Specifically, Kevin Costner. You like that Costner, or you at least you like John Dutton. Yeah. Yeah. I, who doesn't? Uh, John, why is it some dudes, and you and I are excluded, some dudes like Kevin Costner, the older they get, 
like they get more handsome. Yeah, I've never been a big Kevin Costner person, but after watching Yellowstone. And John, this doesn't happen to dudes like me and you, man. It's because we didn't dance with wolves in our younger every days, time, I guess. Yeah, every time he comes up, I have to Google his age. He is 67. Is that right? That's not right. Could be. He's um, older than that. Sounds about right. He won for Best uh, best Actor in a Drama Series. Couldn't be there. Hi, everyone. Uh, look, I'm so, uh, I'm so sorry for everyone who might have been tuning in to watch the Golden Globes. Chris and I aren't going to be able to be there. We Yesterday, we had to... Uh, Pull the kids out of school and in Santa Barbara. This is the uh, second time in five years the town uh, freeways flooded out. They've had a lot of rain. Freeways were flooded. He couldn't make it to the Golden Globes. Couple but like, if you're Kevin Costner, you just like hire a helicopter. Like, I mean, like you have so much, right? Like, it's just embarrassing for your awards, and it's ha- it's happening more and more frequently um, that people are just like, yeah, I can't make it. I am, um, you know, watering my plants. Uh, my hot water heater went out. Can't be there. <laughs> Here's what I think it is. It's like a lot of the NFL players, they don't like playing in the Pro Bowl. Uh, they re- A lot of them do, especially the younger guys. But it's like, uh, it's always half speed on a good year anyway. Yeah, and I think that's what we're getting with more and more celebrities is like, listen, I... Nobody's watching them anyway. Uh, I wonder if he'd showed up and been an Oscar. Could be that. Some other notable winners, I thought uh, Ozark, if anybody is still watching that, Julie Garner wins for best.